media, culture, technology. The world changes more and more every single day. And there is one man, and only one man, who knows absolutely nothing about it. This is the Seth Scouton Show, The Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the show. Uh, it is so good to be back recording um, the season two premiere of the Seth Skelton Show, the podcast. Um, I guess now every year is a new season or something. I'm not really sure. Uh, do podcasts actually have seasons? Not usually, but I've been off the air for so long. It felt like a season break. Um, off the air, I mean that I was just too lazy to record a new episode. Uh, this week, week set in... Big, bold air quotes because it's never actually a week. Uh, there's a lot to discuss, a lot going on. We're not even three weeks into the new year and it's already going terribly. Uh, I have a piece of paper <clears throat> out in front of me and it's just a bunch of lists. It's just, it's just a list of stuff I want to get through and talk about uh, and discuss. Um, but before we do and we go into all the negative things about 2020 and we get all political uh, let's look back on the previous year, 2019, and uh, see if there's anything good about it. I guess since we are now kind of just into the new year, um, we should look back on the best of 2019, which I kind of already did on my blog. Please read my blog. Um, when I counted down my 20 favorite films of the year, uh, if you haven't read that list, which I'd be amazed if you hadn't, um, because everybody reads my blog. Uh, there's a couple of big highlights there. There were some really fantastic films that came out last year. I feel like 2019 as a whole for cinema was just way better than it normally is, um, which was really cool. And it was really refreshing to see. It's setting the bar really high for this year. But um, 2019, fantastic year. Of course, for me, the film of the year was Parasite, directed by Bong Joon-ho. Great movie, really original so funny it's like the funniest movie i saw last year but also one of the scariest things i saw last year it's just this wonderful little um, ball of emotions and also the different types of emotions and tones and genres it's uh it's a really cool cinematic piece uh really recommend you check that out it's still playing at a couple of theaters um downtown as well as i think in coquitlam or maybe langley but it's still in theaters and uh it's pretty good you should check it out and if you don't have a chance to see it in theaters definitely see it on home media there's not a lot of films like it uh it's pretty unique and uh you're gonna come away just having a great experience uh, i think a really close number two th there's a whole bunch of films that were like really close to that top spot um for me another fantastic film was marriage story um which was almost number one but i'm like parasite beats it because it's just so original although marriage story is still fantastic um yeah, no, really great performances from Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson. Um, really cool supporting performance from uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, I went on a bit of a Laura Dern binge recently. Um, I watched like her four most popular movies on Letterboxd in like a week. I saw rewatched Marriage Story with my parents and then watched Jurassic Park. And then The Last Jedi, I rewatched that one and then saw The Master. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of Laura Dern. But she's really good in here. And then I saw Little Woman, too. So that's five Laura Dern movies. Um, yeah, of course, The Lighthouse was really good. Uh, I really liked that one a lot. Portrait of Lady on Fire is fantastic. 
The Irishman is really good. It's really long, but if you can get through it, it's well worth it. Um, Little Woman was obviously beautiful. And uh, Knives Out was really cool too. Um, I think that's kind of like the brief sampling of my top seven or whatever. Um, those are all really good. Uncut Gems um, is fantastic. It's not out in Canada yet. It comes out at the end of the month on Netflix here in Canada. Um, but it was in theaters in the States and I was able to get a screener copy of it. So it was it was really good. And uh, you should definitely check it out. Um, yeah, so no, film was really good this year. Of course, the International Seth Skelton Film Awards. No, the Seth Skelton International Film Awards 2020. I screwed that one up. Um, are premiering February 9th uh, live on my Instagram. Um, yeah, that's Oscar night, but uh, I put it that night to be like a better alternative to the Oscars because the Oscars, as usual, suck. Um, so uh, yeah, and instead of going for like three and a half, four hours like the Oscars normally do, it's gonna be like 30 minutes, not even, not even 30 minutes, all done. All right, nice and easy. We throw out the awards. We go bam, bam, bam through all the categories. We're over. We're done with. We can move on with our evenings. Nice and short. Celebratory. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll see you all there February 9th. Um, of course, there's just some great music as well last year. My uh, blog isn't music oriented, but if it was, I would have a pretty solid um, best of the year list as well. Uh, the new Bonnie Vera record, II, is really, really good. Um, Father of the Bride from Vampire Weekend is obviously amazing. Uh, NFR from Lana Del Rey, really good. Now Not Yet by Half Alive, really good. Pep Talk, Shoot in the Line, that's really good as well. Um, Three by The Lumineers, I have the vinyl. It's fantastic. I think for me, my favorite album of the year, though, was Bank on the Funeral by Matt Mason. That was really good. And some other fantastic stuff, too. I really like the Cold, new Coldplay record. Um, Claro came out with a brilliant new debut record. Half Moon Run was really good. Um, Water Parks was really good. The National was really good. Billie Eilish was really good. A lot of people like to, you know, have all their Billie Eilish hot takes, but her music really isn't that bad. It's really solid. Um, the Lizzo record was really good. Um, Post Malone surprised me this year, and I really liked his stuff. Um, Taylor Swift was obviously fantastic. Um, yeah, just a lot of really cool stuff for music as well this year. And then uh, there's some good stuff in TV as well. I don't watch nearly as enough TV, uh, nearly as much TV as I like watch movies. Um, but obviously, that new Chernobyl series from HBO is amazing. Um, really well acted, really well produced. The Crown is really good. Um, new season. I was a little bit scared, you know, going in. Uh, but uh, no, it holds up really well. The new cast is fantastic. Um, Watchmen was su really surprised me. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously a huge fan of the original graphic novel from uh, Alan Moore. Um, so I was a little bit nervous going into this one. But um, yeah, no, it's really fantastic. It's really good, really solid. Doesn't look like it's coming back for season two. Uh, the creator is moving on to a new project. And HBO is not continuing the series without him. So it's a little bit unfortunate. But also, like, Watchmen was originally a limited series in the comics as well. So I mean, it makes sense that it's a limited series on TV. It's unfortunate now because the original was released in the 80s. And this one's 2019. So we're going to have to wait until like the 2040s before we get um, Watchmen Part 3. <laughs> the first part was a comic book. Part 2 was a TV show. Part 3 is going to be like a Broadway musical. Um, I have no idea. But 30 years 
Watchmen, the musical. I'm placing my bets on it. Um, yeah, Euphoria, also from HBO, also really good. Brooklyn Nine-Nine was really good. Um, the Good Place was really good. Um, Mr. Robot, final season, was fantastic as well. Uh, yeah, no, that was just really solid all around. I really liked that last season of Mr. Robot. Really cool finale. Um, other than The Mandalorian, uh, it's obviously great. My Instagram is now officially a Babu Frick and Baby Yoda stand account. Uh, Baby Yoda is obviously the highlight of the season. Um, he does not disappoint. Uh, best performance, absolutely. Um, at the Emmys next year, uh, best actor in a drama is definitely going to go to Baby Yoda. And um, that's a set scout and guarantee. Yeah, and The Mandalorian is really good. If you like Star Wars, even if you don't like Star Wars, if you like Star Wars or Westerns or sci-fi or just really fun television, definitely check that out. And I really liked that it didn't come out all at once, so I couldn't binge it. <laughs> as fun as binging is, it's also like kind of ruins a series because you get it over with in a weekend. Um, so I think like Netflix should start doing that more because Disney Plus is already like, releasing their stuff weekly and it's way better that way. Um, but yeah, no, The Mandalorian's really cool, nice and episodic, which you don't usually get on TV anymore. Um, so that was really refreshing. And yeah, just a really overall fantastic uh, season, really fantastic show. I'm excited for where it's going to go next. Um, yeah, so all in all, media was really cool in 2019. Um, politics, on the other hand, was total garbage. The world is going to end, but that's why I don't think about the real world anymore, and I just like to think about my movies. Um because frankly, if I think about politics too much, I get too depressed. Uh, but that's okay. Um, and frankly, it's also not fun to retroactively look at politics, uh, especially not without modern context. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to talk about any real events from last year. We're going to talk about real events right now. And if that connects to last year, great. But if not, whatever. Let's move on to some uh, contemporary issues of our time. Okay, current events, my favorite topic everybody's favorite topic politics is lovely um <clears throat> a couple of huge stories going on right now australia is on fire just the entire country is currently burning we are losing the sydney opera house as we speak not really but most of the country's on fire uh, a lot of just terrible wildfires going on half a billion animals probably up from that are dead um so yeah that sucks um there's really nothing good going on in the world. It's all bad. And now there's a massive flu outbreak in China that's spread to Japan now. And it's going to spread from Japan to Korea and then from Korea to another country in Asia. I'm running out of my Asian countries. I'm not good on my Asian geography. But eventually, it's just going to spread everywhere. It's going to be like uh, the virus in um, the new Planet of the Apes movies. Um, but yeah, so that sucks. Um, and then, of course, like... A day into 2020. We're like, all right, 2020, new year, new decade. It's going to be great. <laughs> like a day in, the United States decides to kill Soleimani, one of the top generals of Iran. And I'm losing my mind right now. I'm trying to disassociate as much as possible, but I can't any longer. Um, so, yeah, he's dead. Also, Epstein is a thing. And it got dismissed from court, which is terrible. So now you know who's going to get in trouble. Like, 
just those two prison guards who are hired by like the Clintons or the Trumps or whoever the cabal is made out of now. The Illuminati, the lizard people, I don't know who. I don't know who, I don't care. Somebody, it could be the bourgeoisie for all I care. It's either the bourgeoisie or the Illuminati or maybe the Freemasons or the Clintons, depending on who you are. Somebody killed him and now who's gonna get in trouble? These prison guards. Um, but that was last year's news. Um, but yeah, no, so Epstein dies, big high profile case, and then the US kills Soleimani. So really, we're just out here killing everybody now. Um, so yeah, now us here in Canada, we're going to get dragged into the stupid American imperialistic, uh, war because now Iran is going to start attacking the States. And then like, and now they, they bombed that Ukrainian aircraft leaving Iran. And it was like mostly, or there's a lot of Canadians on there. Most of the people were heading for Canada. So now they're all dead. So now because my boy, Donnie J killed this guy now iran is killing canadians and ukrainians and some iranians too so now the world's problems can all be blamed on donald j trump right now and it's amazing uh, i hate that guy um yeah so he's dead world war three is coming we're all gonna die um yeah wow i don't really know if i can properly comprehend how terrible everything is becoming and how quickly it's becoming terrible it's like the past few years have just been like this collective slide into absolute depravity and insanity uh just internationally everywhere um uh, it's terrible <laughs> yeah it's awful uh and we can all blame it on like 9 11 um the past 20 years have just been kind of this slide towards the end and it like it seemed to even out for a little bit after the Bush administration. But then Obama began to attack weddings and hospitals, and then it all like fell over again. And now it's even worse. So um the end is coming, and uh it's not gonna be good. But but in better news, um Justin Trudeau now has a beard. Justin Trudeau has a beard, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to Canadian politics. Um, yeah, so there's that, um, yeah, yeah, no, it's not good, um, the world is quickly coming to an end, we're all gonna die, I'm gonna see you all, um, when we die, and we're in the war, so, um, yeah, hit me up if you're gonna get drafted to Iran, um, yeah. Then, of course, we get to one of our biggest stories going on right now, um, Elizabeth Warren versus Bernard Sanders. Um, I predicted it. You know what? Like last December, I said to my mom, I'm like, the closer the caucuses come in the United States, um, Sanders is going to get hit with something, some big smear attack. I was thinking it was going to be some sort of like sexual assault allegation. But um, what we got is somehow worse. Um Elizabeth Warren's team has launched a smear campaign against Sanders saying um, that during a private meeting in 2018 between Warren and Sanders, Sanders said that a woman could never be president of the United States of America. It's a lie. Um, he never said anything like that and he would never say anything like that. 
because his history says otherwise. Like he's the one who encouraged Warren to run. Okay, so it's 2015. Um, Hillary Clinton has announced that she's running for president in 2016. And that's not good because the Clintons are not good. <laughs> um, and so so she she's going to be running for president. Um, and so Sanders tells Warren, his one friend, the one other progressive in the Senate, hey, um, Elizabeth, I don't know what he calls her. Hey, Liz. Um, hey, EW. I don't know, whatever. Uh, you should run for president because Hillary Clinton's going to be running for president. And that's a bad thing if she wins. Um, it might have been worse under Donald Trump, but I don't think he had that foresight. She says no. So now Sanders runs against Clinton, not because he wants to, but because he kind of has to to keep Clinton in check. And that's not necessarily a good thing. I think he would have preferred if Warren ran against Clinton. Um, but then he didn't and he lost. And now <sighs> Warren waits until Clinton's campaign is blown over. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then Warren, while Clinton and Sanders are in like the last of the primaries, Warren endorses Clinton over the guy um, who she's friends with. And then in this election, she decides to run against Sanders and is trying to like eat at his base by being the other progressive. But then she realizes she can't. So she starts going to the right of her and tries to like get at the base of like Biden. It's a and then now she's got the audacity to launch this terrible smear campaign, which isn't in any way true, but CNN. You know, when I was much younger, people would complain about the mainstream media and I'm like, ugh, they're just being, they're just overreacting. They're terrible people. CNN carries this story like it's a legit thing when their only sources are three anonymous sources. Um, so yeah, and then during the debate, the whole thing, they didn't talk about foreign... The debate the other night, like, it's the first debate since the whole Soleimani thing, and it's going to be the last debate um, until the Iowa caucus. They didn't talk about that, but instead, they're talking about the whole Sanders-Warren thing. Like, talk about something real and legitimate for once in your life. Is that so hard, CNN? So yeah, they're trash. And then... Because, like, the new year, the new year hits... And for like less than a week, there's all these opinion pieces in like the New York Times and CNN and NBC where people go, I think Sanders can actually win this election. And then, and then he gets hit with this smear campaign. We all knew it was coming, right? He's supposed to be like the outsider, um, kind of this crazy radical guy. We all thought it was going to be Biden, but then Biden starts slipping the polls and then Sanders starts gaining in the polls and everyone goes, oh, Sanders could actually get the nomination. And then now we get the smear campaigns. It's terrible. If you don't agree with his politics, fine. Talk about his politics then. Don't smear the guy. Oh, it drives me up the walls. Um, yeah, so that's terrible. The whole US election right now is a disaster. Um, there's the four big front runners, right? There's Joe Biden, um, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg, and Elizabeth Warren. I don't know how Buttigieg is here, honestly, when his biggest credit is being um, like a military officer and then being the president of a small, sorry, not the president, a mayor of a small town. Like, and then Biden's losing his mind. So really, 
out of those four front runners, there's two actual people who could maybe be president, and that's Warren and Sanders. Then Warren is like a liar, and now she's betraying. She doesn't even have a consistent stance on Medicare for all. She's for it, she's against it, she's for it, she's against it. Oh, I'm gonna lose my mind. I, I somehow get more involved in American politics than I do in Canadian politics. And maybe that says something about me, maybe that says something about American politics or Canadian politics. I don't know, maybe I'm just, there's nothing to get engaged with for Canadian politics. I find it's just so middle of the road, so like mainstream liberal, it's like, there's nothing interesting to talk about. Jagmeet Singh, I, I voted for the NDP in the federal election back in the fall, right? Jagmeet Singh is a really cool guy. Um, He's really great. He's really nice. He's not the perfect candidate um, by any means. And I think um, Bernie Sanders helps illustrate that, where Sanders is kind of able to create this momentum and this grassroots movement and really get people engaged and empowered. Where Jagmeet Singh isn't able to do that, and then he ended up losing seats in um, the federal because he just doesn't have that same powerful character that even like Jack Layton had. Jack Layton was really cool. Or like Tommy Douglas, when he started the NDP, his big thing was like healthcare. I don't know what Jagmeet Singh's issue is. He presented himself as like the liberals, but not as terrible as the liberals, um, which wasn't good. Like Layton was great, Douglas was great, what makes Singh really that fantastic? Why, why do I want to vote for... I don't know. I just... I voted for the NDP because I like the guy who's our who's our MP. He's really cool. I also don't like Trudeau. So what are you going to do? But Singh himself, he's a great guy. I think he's really funny. He's really charismatic. He doesn't have a great um, sense of politics or of urgency. Um, yeah, and I'm going to compare him to Sanders because he's, I think, like... The most comparable candidate in the states and just kind of the way sanders talks or it's just always about engaging people and empowering people and empowering workers and the lower class and yeah it gets all like aggressively socialist but it, like there's something cool to be talked about there and something to get engaged with and i don't know what the ndp is honestly wanting me to get engaged with I voted for them because, yeah, they're the party that agrees most with my politics, but I don't really care about Singh or what the party stands for. Um, they're not wanting to get me engaged. And I think that's just what makes American politics so much more fun in a really negative way is because they're just, they're way more aggressive and there's more issues that are being discussed constantly. Um, yeah, no, so the whole Warren versus Sanders debacle, Biden's losing his mind, Buttigieg, is not qualified in any way. Sanders is the most qualified candidate. He's the only real progressive in the Democratic Party. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, it's really gonna be how this whole smear thing blows over. Warren's slipping in the polls. He's not doing as well as she was doing earlier. I think a lot of, I think with Buttigieg rising, people are kind of leaving, people on the right of Warren are going towards Buttigieg and people on the left of Warren are going towards Sanders, so she's just kind of getting more and more to the center um, of the Democratic Party. <sighs> yeah, no, it's just, it, it's a nightmare right now. Um, Iowa, 
of course, is three weeks away, a little bit less now. Um, early polling in Minnesota begins in a couple days. But um, if Sanders is able to clinch an Iowa victory, he could seriously get the nomination. Because if he's able to get um, Iowa and he's able to get New Hampshire, which is right afterwards, he's going to have a really serious shot. And that's just going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling. And it's all going to come down to, yeah, Super Tuesday, how he does in Nevada. But if he's able to get those first couple of um, really strong caucuses, he's going to do great. Because, I mean, Biden Biden's losing it. People are realizing that. Warren's slipping. Buttigieg is unqualified um and so i think there's just a lot of momentum that's going to be gaining there so it's really going to uh be a, a lot of pressure upon the sanders canvassers as well as um yeah kind of his media team to kind of keep all those smears down to a minimum but um yeah no i've got hope for that guy and i think he's gonna be the one candidate who can actually take on trump um he's the one candidate who's willing to like appeal to because I remember during 2016 and there was like a lot of talk about, you know, how Trump is going to try to like reinvigorate the economy um, and kind of be all for like the working class. I mean, he's not right wing politics isn't about the working class. It never has been. It never will be. People say, oh, no, conservatism's all for like lower class people. It's not. That's total garbage. Um, it's for the rich. But Sanders has that ability to like kind of get people empowered and like get them involved and engaged and he's just he's a regular dude who's been involved in civil rights movements since the 60s um yeah he's he's yeah no he's a great guy um and i'm really worried about the whole warren versus sanders thing but i think it's kind of just um putting some lines in the sand as we get closer to the primaries it's just gonna help clear out the party a bit i don't know there's a lot going on and i'm rambling and i'm digressing but um so yeah, the world is coming to an end. Australia is on fire. There's a terrible flu in China. The US killed an Iranian general, risking World War III. And the Democratic primary is going terribly. Um, and then there's the whole impeachment thing too, which is not gonna pass. Um, not with Mitch McConnell. Uh, it's gonna be terrible. Um, if it does pass and he gets removed from office, like, That'll be very surprising. I think the best shot right now <laughs> is to get a decent candidate to become the Democratic nominee, a serious contender to um, to Donald Trump. And I think Sanders is gonna be the best one to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think impeachment's gonna work, not with the current Senate. And uh, it's, it's gonna fail. And then Trump's going to be like beating the dead carcass of impeachment all the way to November. And if there's not a good enough alternative to the, from the Democratic Party, he's going to win again and win by an even bigger margin. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all going to die. Um, that's basically it. Uh, and yeah, so it should be a great year. I will uh, keep you all updated with my um, political hot takes. But uh, yeah, until then, um, this has been... The South Skeleton Show, the podcast. This has been another episode of The South Skeleton Show, the podcast. Created by Seth Skeleton. Written and directed by Seth Skeleton. Our producer is Seth Skeleton. Assistant director being Seth Skeleton. 
catering is the Seth Skelton Food Company, starring Seth Skelton. And I, as always, am Seth Skelton, thanking you for joining us on another episode of The Seth Skelton Show, the podcast. <laughs>